0: babies. Amen. They, they, they are literally placed or labeled as something is wrong with them. Do I have anybody? In other words, you can say that possibly they have a learning disability. Do I have anybody? And there are some Christians, hello somebody, that have some learning disabilities because they cannot connect the teaching in their lives with the living in their lives, amen? And so there's a disconnection, there's a delusion, there is, amen, uh, a lot of things going on in their lives, but for some reason, they can't apply the word of God to their lives. And as a result of that, saints, I believe that we're not producing disciples, we're just producing fans. And so today, I want to continue talking about In the book of James, I told you it's a manual for maturity. Told you last week that it's a what? It's a manual for what? Maturity. So today we're going to look at the marks, the marks of a mature Christian. Amen. And so uh, if you have your handout, amen. One of the things I told you, I kind of gave you all the commentary pieces. One of the things I told you, In the book of James, I told you that James was written in a time. I'm going to say this to you. How how do you think a believer grows? Say again. All right. Okay. Through what? Through struggles. Amen. That's just one way. What else? By what? By By hearing the word by hearing the word hearing and then what let me ask this question how many of you you sit here on 905 on sunday morning right how many of you actually practice it what you heard i'm saying i'm saying you you go out with an intention each week praise god tell me what you
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: And my mama say she heard her say she talking to me because I really want to. Uh, I said, right. "So well, I thank the Lord. But you but you told to get the. the you told did. to get that. Right. 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 We ain't seen each other, but I right. do Right. 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 Amen. 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 You're not the only one. <laughs> You, listen, I, I want to give you some confirmation on that. You're not the only one that had to de- has to deal with family sometimes, but but sometimes you got to confront those demons and tell them exactly where to go. Amen. But you didn't come a long way, right? Amen. But but see, here's the thing, right? We get put in situations where we have to apply. Amen, what we've learned. I, I'm on a quest now based on the information I received this week. I would like to develop you all into strong disciples. I, I, I'm, I'm As a pastor, I want you to have what I call a kingdom agenda, a kingdom mindset, amen. And as a result of having a kingdom mind, you can understand that there are forces that comes along in your life to try to disrupt what God is trying to build in your life. All right? Now, as it pertains to maturity, amen, the the first thing on your sheet is uh, I told you that one of the major causes, is that Roman numeral one? What's Roman numeral one? What is the major cause of most of our problems? I told you it's what? It's immaturity, right? Uh, a lot of Christians, let me see, let me just, let me just see something right here. All right. Okay. All right. Now I know where I'm going. Okay. All right. Uh, one of, immaturity happens to all of us, right? Now, listen to this. One of the purpose, What? one of the purposes of the church is maturity. Right? So I told you that maturity is not age, appearance, achievement. Right? Or what? Academics. All right? So God says maturity is an attitude. I want you to write that down somewhere. Maturity is a what? It's who you are. Now listen. Your character is your basic attitude attitudes towards life amen character is what you are in the dark when no one's watching when no one is around that is your character Saints I want to tell you something I I, I realize something many of us are not experiencing character development because we're not taking the word of God, and applying it to our everyday situations. We are looking at our situations, Amen, through the lens, Amen, of the world system. Are you with me? We're going to scripture. I'm just I'm just kind of laying it out here for you. Uh, go on over here to the book of Ephesians. Amen. All right? Go on to verse, go to chapter 5 of Ephesians and verse 1. And I want you to look at something with me. Okay? I want you to read for me, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, so what we have to ask ourselves a question is. What is the therefore? (laughs) Right? Before we keep reading. So let's go back for a minute. Amen. Uh, Let me say this to you real quick. Don't you allow Satan to play on your emotions. When you call wrong wrong and right right, You're not going to be liked by everyone. Are you with me? So I want you to go to verse 25. Read that for me. No, I'm sorry. Chapter four, verse 25. Because when you come to chapter five and you see the therefore you're breaking into a, a conversation that had already been started, so you got to go back to verse 25 to find out, well, what is he talking about? But at the beginning of verse 25, there's another conversation that's going on. But I want to lay, I don't want, I don't have time to go through all that. So let's keep on reading. So what does he say? Therefore do what? Lay aside what? Lay aside what? Falsehood. Go on. Speak each, speak what? Truth. To what? For we are members of what? What? What is Paul exhorting the church to do? Ha! Huh. What is the truth? The word of God. Speak the word of God to each other. Here's the thing. If a person has a problem with you, you have to speak the word to them. If they have a problem with the word, then guess what? They have a problem with God. In other words, they're not mature. Amen. Look what he says. Look what he says. Verse 26. So I want you to know something. There's nothing wrong with being angry. Listen, at injustice. Amen. That's what goes against the truth. What does he say? Be angry and what? See, that's what you call righteous anger. All right? But we we keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give. See, here's the thing Satan is the one that's always looking. I just got finished talking about Satan, the strategies of Satan. He says, Do not get. Listen, when you get angry, watch this, and you hold on to the residue of that. Watch this. That's where Satan wants you. So here's the thing. I can get angry and still love you because I told you the truth. Now, here's what I'm saying. That can only happen if you're mature. Are y'all with me? That can only happen if you have a level of maturity where you're not taking it personal. Don't take it personal. Because here's the thing. The battle is not with you. The battle is not against you. It's against what? What? principalities and powers in high places, and, and and watch what he says. He says, but let me say this. It tells me something about the text, that this is how Satan looks for opportunity. Watch this. He looks for opportunity when we get angry, and our sinful actions are the things that causes us to do things, act a certain way, say certain things, amen, hold grudges and all this other stuff, right? That's the opportunity that Satan is looking for. But a mature person recognizes that it's a move of the devil. In the book of James, where we are going to study, you will see a clear picture of how James tells us how to handle adversity. But let me say this to you. Sometimes when you're put in situations, you have to respond. And sometimes our response amen may not be what we want. But guess what? As long as we are as long as we don't sin in the process, amen, we can bounce back and keep on going. Are y'all with me? Look what he says. Don't give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer. Rather must labor performing his work with his hands in what is good so that he will have something to share with the one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth but only such a word as good for what? Edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to, the, to those who what? Right. Now, now let me say something about that. He says that your words should build up and not tear down. Amen. Now watch this. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Whom whom you what? Whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and anger and clamor and slander. Be put away from you along with all manner, malice. Be kind to one another. Tender hearted. What? Forgiving each other just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Now, a mature Christian can read this passage and then say to themselves, you know what, I ain't got nothing against you. Listen, I forgive you. I'm not holding any grudges. Listen, but listen, I had to tell you what I had to tell you, and I meant what I said, but guess what? I still love you. Are y'all with me? Speak the truth in love. Now, watch this. Here's the reason why. Now go to chapter 5, verse 1, and look what he says. He says, therefore, be what? Hey, don't imitate them. Imitate who? God. And he gave us the blueprint of how to imitate God. How do I imitate God? Be angry and do not sin. Let no unwholesome word proceed out your mouth. Don't hold on to any malice, clamor, or anything else, or bitterness. But he says, watch this. See, oftentimes, let me tell you what we do. We resist the word. We resist what God is trying to tell us to do because guess what? We somehow feel it so hard, but not so for a mature person. A mature person with a kingdom mind, with a kingdom agenda. Amen. Amen can apply God's word to their situation and be good with what god says let me say this to you if you obey half of what you heard amen you will begin to see transformation in your life- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 You react. Right. Well, that, that proves this. That proves this. That proves to some point. Some, it proves that at that particular moment, you're not mature as you think you may be. So God allows you to get into situations like that to show you a couple of things, where you are and where you need to be. But here's the thing. You don't beat yourself up because you fail. You get back up, and you say, "Okay, God, I know this is what I need to do. I'm going to get it, and you're going to transform me." You follow what I'm saying? I know. See, here's the thing. How do you? Let me ask you this: How old are you as a Christian, maturity-wise? Anybody know? Are you two year? Are you two years old? Are you three years old? I, I'm talking about Christian-wise. As a Christian, I know you're an adult. I know you're an adult person. Remember, age, appearance, academics don't make doesn't make you too. Okay, right? Because I want you to think about those stages you've been through in your life. Right? Watch this. Think about those stages you've been through in your life, and then transfer it to to the to, to way you, how you're living now. Right? Now, you, you know, watch this. You know how to act right sometimes, but sometimes you trip out by little things. Okay, so you vacillate. You, you're not mature. See, and here's the thing. Like you said, you, you, can, you can become mature. All right? We're getting ready to, I'm getting ready to change our Bible study format for the summer. And, and if it works, we're going to continue to do it for, for the rest of the year and then just make it how we do Bible study. Because here's what I realized, y'all. You know, I teach a lot of stuff, don't I? A whole lot of stuff but I got to make sure as your pastor that you're getting it. But not only are you getting it, but are you understanding? What's the difference between preaching preaching and teaching? Uh-uh. Okay. All right. All right, here's, here's the definition. Preaching is for response. Write that down. Preaching is for response. Response, I want you to respond to what you heard. Right? That's why when I give the altar call, I want you to come on up here and respond to what you just heard for prayer, for change, or whatever. And then you start responding to it in your own life, right? You go out there and you respond to it, right? But teaching is for understanding. It's for what? Understanding. So here's the thing. We're giving, preaching, and teaching, but yet we're still not understanding. Understanding. If you don't understand what you were taught, what did I preach last week without looking at your notes? Hey, see what I'm saying? Now you were put in a pressure situation, but if you were to if if you were to apply what you had heard on Sunday in that pressure situation, you follow what I'm saying? The points. The reason, there's a reason I preach with points. Those are what I call life points, so that you will take that life point and say, "Today, I'm taking this one point Pastor gave me on Sunday, and I'm I, every every situation I run into, I'm going to remember that point and I'm going to apply it. See, so what we're getting ready to do in Bible study. I'm going to teach for 20 minutes. Then we're going to have tables set up, and everybody's going to break off in groups on on, on Tuesday nights. And you're going to have some questions on a piece of paper. And you're going to discuss what I just taught for 20 minutes and how it applies to your life for 20 minutes. And then we're going to come back for the last 10 minutes, and we're going to talk about now what did this group learn? What did you learn? And how do we leave here and do what we've been taught? You see, saints, I found out something. It is my responsibility to make sure that you are well developed. But it's also your responsibility to apply what I teach you. You know, I believe maturity begins with the application of the word. All right, let's do this real quick. Let me give you these broke up, these points, okay? So let's talk about the five marks. All right, Uh, back to that scripture. He says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved what? Children. See that? Chapter five, verse one, beloved what? Children. And walk in what? Just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and sacrifice to God as a what? As a what? Right. But immorality or impurity or greed must not even be named what? See? In other words, what he's saying is if you're imitating God, your life will have an aroma to it. Hello, somebody. And greed and immorality. See, some people are deceived by Satan. They think they're living right because they got a few Bible verses under their belt, but they're, they're, they're all this stuff, they're living in it, but they don't, their aroma is not good. You, you with me? Watch this, watch this. He says, as is, is, watch this, as is proper among what? Saints. And there must be no filthiness, And what, y'all? Hey, and what? Silly talk. <laughs> what? Or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather what? Giving Giving of what? Thanks, for this you know with certainty that no immoral mm, mm, or impure person or covetous man who is a what? An idolater has an inheritance that means not saved. Doesn't mean he not saved. See, some of us are saved, but we're not sold out to the kingdom. We don't have a kingdom mind with a kingdom agenda with a kingdom purpose. So as a result of that, what we're doing, we're living an earthly life, but we're headed to heaven. Oh, I wish I had somebody. We're living an earthly life. We're headed to heaven when we could be experiencing a slice of heaven on earth. And the reason why we're not experiencing a slice of heaven on earth is because our agenda is wrong. And if we switch allegiances and come back to the kingdom, listen, you're saved, but you're not serving the kingdom. Amen. God will begin to manifest some things in your life and show us that we can live a victorious life. Saints, I found out something from my leaders when I met with y'all. Found out that 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 our minds are not kingdom driven. We're thinking about us, my problem, my this. Are you concerned about the kingdom? Kingdom agenda. Kingdom purpose kingdom mind. Hello, somebody. Now, watch this. You can't have Jesus hey, without his kingdom. I'm going to say it one more time. You can't have Jesus. There are a lot of people who are in the kingdom, but they're not involved in the kingdom. They are casual commuters. Amen. You cannot grow if you don't learn kingdom talk, kingdom walk, kingdom principles to live by. Are y'all with me? That's how you grow. This scripture that we just read, right? How can we imitate God when we want nothing to do with his kingdom? Amen. Watch this. First thing, the five marks, and, and this is it. This is it. This is what we'll be learning from the book of James. Uh, go to James chapter 1, verses 2. See, and, and, and here's the thing. We are very forgetful people, but we got to remind ourselves when we leave church, we're still kingdom people. The kingdom of God is in you. <laughs> Amen. The kingdom is the church, but the kingdom of God is in you. And when you walk out these doors, you carry the kingdom with you. And so therefore, we have to be mindful that in every situation, I believe this with all my heart, that no matter what circumstance I find myself in, if I apply the kingdom principles to it, God will bring me out of it. You with me? Watch this. So so James... So the first thing is a mature Christian, you ready for this? Is positive under pressure? Positive under what? Y- you with me? How do you react? Here's the test. How do you react to pressure? Amen. How how do you react? Depression. It's hard. I've been there when I went to Trinidad. I was there. I was in the midst of some people that family members that did not appreciate what I believed and, you know, things like that. But I say to you this, there are times in your Christian journey where you may pass the test or you may fail the test. But if you fail the test, it means that you got to go back and study some more. Amen. What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about the circumstance you just went through? <clears throat> Are you with me? Now, now James mentions this, amen. If you read verses 2 and 4, verse, chapter 1, verses 2 and 4, he says, consider it all, chapter, uh, James chapter 1, he says, consider it all joy, my brethren. We'll go through all of this. How, he says, when you encounter what? Various trials. Knowing that the test, listen, it's a test of your what? Faith. Listen, as a kingdom person, everything that happens to you is a test. Satan cannot destroy you, but God can take what he's doing to test you. Oh, I've grown in that area. Oh, I've, I've not, I'm not weak in that area anymore. You follow what I'm saying? Be imitators of who? God. The imitators of who? God. So a mature Christian, some to work on, is positive under what? Pressure. Now when he says consider it all joy, that word consider means to govern how you think. That's what it means. That word consider means to think. It is our thinking under pressure that causes our reaction under pressure hello somebody are you with me Christianity is a life plus problems <laughs> amen but but I'll say this if the first little problem makes you negative grumpy or irritated you got some growing to do amen <laughs> are y'all with me I'm going to say it one more time it, it's what you have to do what what is your natural attitude when you're misunderstood when you're under pressure or when you're criticized what is your natural response to that do you stay positive or negative amen do you wake up grumpy do you get all upset and 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 and, and, and get 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 all thrown off listen if the Bible knowledge that you have, cannot be applied to the situation that you're in then it tells me that there is some growing to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. An ouch. Listen I learned a lot in Dallas this week and I want to say this to you. I came back with a mandate that we are going to grow. We're, gonna not, we're not going to look at our lives through the wrong lenses anymore. We have to look at our lives and say, God, you're telling me something. I'm going to grow, I'm going to grow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a kingdom agenda, Lord. Help me to have that agenda. The next thing is, a mature Christian is sensitive to people. Amen. Read verse 8. What does verse 8 say? Unstable what? In all, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 8. Chapter 2, verse 8. Chapter 2, verse 8. What does it say there? Uh Uh-huh. You are what? Fulfilling the royal law. According to the scripture, you shall what? You shall what? He says, you are what? You are doing well. So we'll go through all of these in details. I'm just giving you an overview, right? So here's a test. How do you treat other people? That's the test. A mature Christian is sensitive to people, but a mature Christian, amen, does not show favoritism, does not look down on people, does not judge people's uh, appearance, does not insult people, does not exploit people, Amen. Immature people are insensitive to others. They are only seeing themselves. They are self centered. Are y'all with me? Amen. Read verse 14. Verse 14 for me. Chapter 2, verse 14. What use is it, my brethren? He has what? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without what? So that's what we'll deal with in chapter 2. How to treat people. Amen. Look what he says. For brothers or sisters without clothing and need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed, and be filled, and yet do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? See, a lot of us have faith, but we look the other way. lot of us can help people but we look the other way a mature Christian is concerned about people you cannot be in the kingdom and say you don't want to be around nobody or you're always thinking about yourself the next one let me give you the next one a mature Christian this is chapter three has mastered his mouth we're going to talk about that a mature Christian has what loose lips and destroys lives? Hello, somebody. And I'm talking when I say about mastering your mouth. I'm talking about gossip, hearing something you like about someone you don't, and mount to mount resuscitation. You go around and you share it with everybody. Hello, somebody. James uses six illustrations in chapter three to discuss about what the mouth is all about, the tongue. Amen. We get ourselves in trouble by our mouth. Did you know that? Our mouth, do you know it's just a few words we may have said to a loved one that has caused our lives to be in ruined? Just one word. Are you with me? So we're gonna talk about the tongue. Amen. The next thing, a mature Christian, The last, I believe that's the last one, right? Yeah, the, the mature, a mature Christian, no, I got one more. I got, huh? A mature Christian is a peacemaker not a troublemaker. That's what we'll learn in developing a faith that works. Amen? Uh, a mature Christian they don't judge people. amen, that's God's job. You don't have all the facts, you see. you can't know their motives. but God says judgmental people are immature people. And lastly, when we get to chapter five as we go through all of this, is that the last one? Number five. A mature Christian is patient and prayerful. Four times in chapter five, we find the word patient and prayer. In other words, they express an attitude of dependency on God. An attitude of what? Dependency on who? On God. You know, farmers do a lot of waiting. Did you know that? When they plant the seed, they fertilize the seed, but then they have to do what, y'all? Immature people are like kids who don't want to wait. Immature Christians are ones who are caving in under pressure, but they don't want to wait long enough to see it come to pass. Can I ask you a question? Are you positive under pressure? Are you sensitive to other people? Have you mastered your mouth? Are you a peacemaker instead of a troublemaker? Are you patient and prayerful about life? And if you are, and if you're not, welcome to the journey. Because we're moving. What do we say we're doing? We're going to develop a faith that what?